0: and welcome to this week's episode of High, Low, or No. Oh, no. <laughs> so this is a podcast where, hopefully you already know this by now since we're on episode 10, but where we discuss whether films are high art, low art, or no art. That doesn't objectively mean they are bad films or good films, huh? but whether they belong in a gallery or in the trash. Or rather nest in the garbage, but a street corner is graffitied or,
1: or on a okay. bridge. Yeah. If it's no art, maybe we put it in the garbage. Maybe we just don't care about it. Maybe it's good. Who's to say? Exactly. Or maybe
2: we have quite strong feelings about the film mm. because we are today talking about Batman v- Van. Batman Van. Batman Van, Batman Batman. van. the Bat Van. <laughs> <laughs> because this is such a nothing film, I got distracted by what the title is. <laughs> but it's Batman and Robin. Batman We're and a bit context. Robin. We Hello. have
0: just recorded the Batman v Superman episode think, as well. So yeah. I think we've still got we, that I, on our brain. It's very you. much
1: intentionally to do a double barreling of Batman movies with double barreled titles. <laughs> With a
2: couple of hours and a few pints in between. Yeah. But this is Batman and Robin yeah. a la 1996. 77. Seven. Shit. That's um, by Joel
1: Schumacher.
2: May he rest in,
1: in peace. delicious piece. What a legend.
2: What a legend. So this is a glorious film, isn't it? And uh, see, now I can't tell if he's being sarcastic again. So I don't uh, know either. Or <laughs> facetious. So, so now mm. again we see Batman and Robin these two amazing heroes of the modern era teaming up to fight these disgusting villains that we have to deal with, Mm. Um, and we begin the film, they're working together already, they're they're part of a team, and they're going against these dreadful, dreadful monsters. Who are? Uh, Mr. Freeze. Correct. Al, not Al Pacino, uh, Poison, Poison Ivy. Al Pacino. No, uh, what what, what did I think of that? No, 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 no. So they begin, they're going up against, so they just defeated the Penguin, yes?
1: (laughs) No, they just defeated the Riddler and Two-Face. When does Penguin come in? Before the Riddler and Two-Face. It goes Batman with the Joker, Batman Returns with Penguin and Catwoman, Batman Forever with Riddler and Two-Face, and then Batman and Robin with Freeze, Bane, and Poison Ivy.
2: Fucking hell, there's a lot of films. Um, Okay, so they've just reviewed stuff, but they've teamed up. And then this film starts, it it sort of takes off, but they are already Mm. a team. Yeah, they're they're Batman and Robin. They're sleeping in the same bed, yeah, they they are a couple. (laughs) Um, And then we go head first, which, Something I really like about this film, let, let me just say it from the, from the head start, I like that this film just takes off, they are together, there's no like, oh, are we together, blah, 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 what, what our interest, they just go into it, and like, boom, 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 uh, Batman and Robin, we're going to fight Mr. Freeze, who is... A bit of a petty criminal taking over, what is it, a
1: museum? There's no... Au- yeah. he's, he, he's invaded a museum to steal a precious diamond because he's like a Nobel award, a two-time Nobel winning doctor whose wife has... no. Yeah. No, who's, um, who's what's the illness, George? If McGregor's you make- disease, McGregor's syndrome. 10 points. His wife is totally ill with McGregor's syndrome, stage four. And so he's put her into a... Uh, like frozen sleep, a cryogenic, a cryogenic, yeah, cryogenic stasis while he figures out a way to cure her, but in the process of like putting her in the cryogenesis, his body became flooded with freeze, and now he can't survive above a, a, a zero degree Celsius like core body temperature, so he has to always be cold. That's so why he's, he's very angry, and he wants to sort of
2: take over the world, because that's just what happens. Yeah. And his then suit is powered a by a diamonds, so he steals diamonds. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, let's just put a few reins mm. on those horses, George. Um, so he wants to take over the world, because he's very angry, and bitter. There's also a woman. He's heartbroken. <laughs> yes, George. There's also a woman who mm-hmm. has similar views, but we'll come to her in, in a few minutes. So there are these two people, who sort of, want to take over the world for different reasons. There's also a guy called Bain who's involved um, for the many muscle. different reasons, and he's just the muscle because you know she's a woman and Bane. therefore presumably can't be strong and powerful. Smash wall. So she has to have a man to, as George says, smash wall. Mm. And therefore, we get into this
1: film. Yeah. So. So yeah, Joe's doing a very, a very enthusiastic job of describing the plot. So I'm trying. Uh, Joe Martin, you both watched this film today. I think I watched mm-hmm. it a couple of nights ago. Uh, Martin,
0: you started us off.
1: Where do we stand on 1997's Batman and Robin, starring George Clooney and Arnold Schwarzenegger?
0: This film's pure shit. <laughs> It's terrible. Can we stay away
1: from the qualifiers, qualifiers? Is it high art, low art, or no art? It's it's
0: no art. Wow. It's no art. Woo! So why why so how many times have you seen this movie, Joe? <laughs> Martin. <laughs> I have seen this film once, and that was earlier today. You've never seen it? I've never seen this wow. film. And let me say, so obviously, like we said, we had recorded Batman versus Superman earlier today. Yeah. Which was a three-hour film, and that's a bit of a slog. Yeah. It felt longer watching this film. Wow. It felt longer watching Batman vs. Robin. And I couldn't And wait. Robin. He's and Robin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this going to be this, terrible yeah. for you guys. <laughs> Either way, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't wait for this to finish. It was just so bad. Yeah. I didn't, like, I had heard people say this is one of the worst films ever. They're I didn't wrong. take that literally. No. I thought it can't be that bad. It might be bad, but it can't be, like, the room bad. The room, mate. Okay. It's, it's, it's not that level, mm-hmm. but in terms of big budget superhero films, yes, it is that. Yeah, sure. Okay. Fine. Okay. Okay. George, what do uh, you think? This is a masterpiece of low
1: art camp. It's <laughs> just silence in the
2: No,
0: because... I was- Do you know what I'm gonna say, both of you? Is it high Take art? Take bets. Don't, don't say high art, please don't say high Is it, art. George? Is it a masterpiece of homoerotic high art fiction? I. All
1: this <laughs> ah, <yeah. laughs> what a great time! Uh, my only caveat, my review on Letterboxd is I gave it three stars. And I said I deducted two stars for the R. Kelly song in the credits. I where did. He says that. Gotham yeah, yeah, City yeah. is a city of love and a city of peace. Gotham City is not a city of love, it's not a city of peace, and he's a fucking creep. But no, never mind. who the fuck said that? Like, some person who's <laughs> R. never known like, R. Um, R. Kelly, who's a Gotham lunatic, no, singing
2: you know, over credits. My I like anything
1: about Gotham City? I think,
2: I think. By this stage, I think we all have a single line takeaway from Mm. each film that we've reviewed. And I think my takeaway from this film is, there's nothing I like about this film at all, but there's nothing I don't love about this film.
1: Uh. Um, Well, you're like, like, uh, yeah,
2: of course it's bad, but I
1: can't can't deny it's effective for me.
2: I'm really conflicted and I'm so, now that i 'm actually saying it i 'm really glad that we are finishing with this mm. film because it's like when, when we were young, we being me, my brother and my cousins, this was one of the films we had on video, really, and we watched it a lot oh so wow. I know I, I knew this film a lot, and then I watched it for the first time uh, today actually mm-hmm. um, for the first time in at least ten years um, i, I, I can 't Dislike it. I I can't hate it. I know what you mean. Um, And I really like it. And obviously we're going to get into it. Blah, 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 blah. I really, really, really like this film. As a piece of art, as a film, as a piece of entertainment, as a piece of Batman genre, as a bit of Superman, as a bit of blah, blah, blah. This is a fantastic bit of low art.
1: Ah, so it's, not higher. No, uh-huh. it's not high art, no,
2: it's not high. You can't project onto it, you take from it. Uh-huh. Um, this belongs, you know, on a street corner, you know, you, you, you don't look into it for something higher, you know, you don't project your own views, you take views from it, um, but you, you take a shitload of views from this film because there's so much. Okay. And it's beautiful, and like they try to do so much and they succeed. Okay, this is good. So- been- Oh my God! There's so much I want to say about this film. Okay, like in a weird way, I'm so passionate. In a way, I haven't been about this whole freaking genre since we began with the Joker. But But my main thing, I respect and I feel
1: respected by this film. Wow! I don't feel cheated by this film. Martin's got a stony face. He's very like he's like withholding reactions.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All I think is. I would probably have the same reaction to Joe if I had watched this as a kid where as opposed to the filmmaking it is a nostalgia factor to it more than the actual film itself which I could be wrong Mm -hmm. but I think there's certainly films from my childhood that I think that was amazing and it's really not that Mm -hmm. is
2: very true, actually. and I might have to as like a self critic I might jump in here and say yes this is probably true and I might Talk to my brother about this mm. and see what he thinks about this film. But like me, watch, watching it again, think you know, especially looking at. Uh, to be honest, like you know, um, the the tight pantsuits, mm. the nipples, the the, 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 the butts. I was gonna say, can um, we talk about like
0: literally the first ten seconds? And already you've seen after the um, two, after the titles, it's yeah, just, you've seen a close up of both Batman and Robin's butts. And they're Yeah. And the I love
1: how yeah. Joel Schumacher's camera is um it is uh equal opportunities um uh objectification. Yeah for there's there's a lot of Robin objectification, and but it is between the You're like, it's oh it's look, it's back, It's Barbara's like it's her and her skirt. Oh my god, but like it's not like from behind, it's like look at her skirt and her legs, but it's also like Robin, look at his crotch and his butt. Yeah, <laughs> true, but is it equal opportunities like and look she's at the only nipples. one who doesn't
2: have like she doesn't have tit nipples? She just has yeah, tits,
1: but as yeah, but as 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 we unfortunately know from like Instagram, women nipples get censored and men nipples don't. Well, yeah, we all know this, but so like, this is that's not reverse sexism, that's sexism.
2: Yeah, which we, <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. So the point stands, yeah. you know. Mm. Obviously, uh, Batman and Robin, you know, mm. they have the beautiful tits and the bums and the yeah. Um, I love
1: how much they look like, you know, like it is they are Greek statues. They're
2: idealized male forms. <laughs> yeah, and, that's and what Joel said. In, in like, like, you know, we were like, you know, so people um I think maybe the reason yeah. one of the reasons that I'm a bit in this fence about this, yeah. like, you know, I, I watched this as, you know, a young boy not yeah. understanding sexuality cuz you know, I hadn't understood uh, understood about, you know, sexism and sexuality mm-hmm. and all this bullshit that civilization tells us to believe. Mm. So I just said, Oh, that's a hot guy. Yeah.
1: Um, oh, and I well, don't understand funny. why that
2: was bizarre or, or wrong until society told me that it was wrong. Um, oh, and- he's a
1: hot guy when he's talking about Mr.
2: Freeze. That guy is stone cold. <laughs> I don't know if it's not about Mr. Freeze.
1: Oh, who did you, say you think was
2: hot? Robin.
1: Really? Wow.
2: Honestly, like, you know, the. The, the, the big sub of like, you know, modern gay culture. I Hello. mean, yeah, I I mean that whole movie is, is him going, George?
1: I want to be top, I want to be top. And he goes, no, you're bottom, trust no, me, you're ex- bottom. No, absolutely. Stop he's getting a, on top, you're the bottom. He's a
2: desperate little sub-bitch, that's, no. that's what he is. He, and then, he wants to be a switch. Especially when you have like George Clooney, yeah. you know, being. But I'm surprised George, you don't think that
1: George is the hot one. And you'd rather, you think Robin is hotter. Because well, I think Chris O'Donnell's pretty attractive, no but I think he's a bit of a. Um, I don't know if, if I'm allowed to say this. You can bleep this if, you, if Joe reacts negatively. But I think Robin's a bit of a twink. His Chris Donald's going to mean to bleep that? Maybe. Um,
2: I. I oh, he's not a twink, obviously, because he goes into battle with he, you know villains. Know. He's, he's just a bit. He's of a, not. He's a twunk. I think okay. maybe in the modern yeah. we'd we'd say he's a twunk. I, I, I think when I when I watched it as a young boy, I thought. Yeah, I, I yeah. would have thought, with my vocab and my understanding now, I would have been like, he's a twunk. Yeah, He's really sexy, attractive, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Before we even get into the whole leather, blah, 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 bullshit, which is just obviously yeah. drives you insane. I
1: think the f- thing that, like, it's, uh, and it's partly the character, but it's partly the performance. He so wants to be cool, and he fails at it a lot of the time. Yeah, whereas yeah, George no, Clooney true. just is cool. He's just George Clooney, even though mm. he spe- he's, like, oscillating in this film between trying to do Bruce Wayne, like, Uh, As a normal, reasonably emotional man, having like little emotional things and then half sort of sleepwalking, or it's not sleepwalking, he feels, I think, I think he as an actor probably felt the pressure at the time to behave a certain way as an action star that he doesn't, didn't really want to do as an actor.
2: Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, like, already ER was already like popular, so Mm -hmm. he was well known and, um, you know, he came into it being a quite successful actor. Mm Um, and I don't think he carries that. Whereas Robin, what's his name? Uh, Chris O'Donnell, who's in yeah.
1: NCIS. That's what we talking about? He, is he's, he he's the lead of one of the NCIS spin-offs, NCIS uh, Los Angeles. Spinoffs. He it's it's. I mean, he's um, good. Fine. Supposed to be good. Love <laughs> um.
2: Whereas you know he maybe comes into it being you know the mm. the second dog yeah. you know the 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 assistant which he which he is yeah. but obviously George Clooney plus he wasn't. <laughs> the first go to obviously Val Kilmer was the first one and then I think they went for you a few other people
1: as options probably but it was obviously Val Kilmer in Batman mm. Forever and then George Clooney to Batman for Batman and Robin eventually they got to him yeah and it
2: was only after they worked out that yeah he can do the film with his ER schedule etc 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 so yeah Eventually comes through, and obviously, he's, he's good. I mean, it's obviously a disaster, and, shit and blah.
1: it's so fun that, um, like you know, this that their, their relationship is the foregrounding. Like, it's the funny thing of like that there is this total non entity, non actress, completely uncharismatic, non entity of a character love interest for Bruce Wayne, played by Elle McPherson, we are like, Yes, Bruce Wayne dating a woman. Very much recklessly in love. It's enough. Will we get married? And you're like, <coughs> beard. Oh, absolutely. She's like eight. Like, no, I completely not forgot that... They completely don't care about her. They're I she's completely just there forgot to... that what's
2: happened. Actually, um...
1: She's there as a Excuse feint it. to the blatant homosexuality happening under the cave, where someone in I think Lesbox said, like, yeah, it's a faint obvious feint to include the homo, the heterosexual love interest away from what Joel Schumacher thinks of, which is that like Batman and Robin probably used the back credit card to buy a bunch of sex toys in the cave. <laughs> uh, there's a huge amount we can say here, and I don't yeah. really want to go into it because I think there could be a
2: whole episode about the homosexual, like, mm. you know, understory of Batman generally. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, like, yeah. when I was watching it earlier today, for the first time in about a decade, when someone asked um, Bruce about, oh, are you married? Um, with And I I had to, like, switch tabs and be like, oh, yeah, he is with a woman. And then he says, oh, uh, maybe you should answer this, blah, blah, blah. Um, I forgot there was, like, a whole other woman character in this film. And I was like, oh, bless you, darling, for being in this, like, (laughs) gay movie. (laughs) Um, And there is another woman apart from Uma in this story. And, And apart from Alicia Silverstone. Who's that? Back up. Oh yeah, the little girl. Oh, oh bless God. her, bless her, <laughs> sweet, it's, it's funny. sweet darling. Yeah. Even though she got cut, cut basically. What do you mean she got cut? She's got fat.
1: Oh oh oh, that's what you mean. Oh uh, well, yeah, she got older. Everyone gets older.
2: I think she she put on weight in oh, a year, right, and the studio years. cut her out of the film. Basically, Well, Alicia Silverstone? Mm, but she's in the movie. No, but she was like way in the movie. You're kidding. I, uh, Wikipedia, bitch, honestly, yes. Oh, Wikipedia, it's like, have you got like... like oh, no, like everybody. Yeah. No, but like they took them to court and everything. Really? Yeah, yeah it's like a I massive thing. This. Because it was one of the first like, mm. no, you can't blah, blah, blah against female actors mm. because they put on a little bit of weight, but she couldn't get into the costume. Uh-huh.
1: She's and they gorgeous. refused
2: to make her a new costume just because she put on a little bit of weight over like a year, whereas they made like Batman and Robin actors like... Mm a hundred different costumes just because they uh, I've like dented this one. She's great. No, well, love, oh, because it's a costume. woman. Oh, we can't be bothered.
1: It's such a shame that this movie ruined her career in some ways and like like put, put a black mark on her career and on Chris O'Don- O'Donnell's and George Clooney barely gets out. Like he's an out of sight the year after this, which he's fantastic in and isn't a big success, but it's such a notable critic film of a crime movie. But like they uh, so many of the people involved with this barely got out alive with their careers.
2: It's true. And I think, uh, I don't know, is it deserved? I don't know. Because, I mean, you know, in a way, obviously, um, Clooney is to blame because even today, you know, when he goes on things, like, mm. like when he was on Graham Norton.
1: He'll apologize for it. He
2: apologized, but he pays, doesn't he? Like, he gives um like I paid to see that movie. It was crap. Was like, Here you go. Here's your money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm rich. I can like, do what I like. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we ruined it. Blah, blah, blah.
1: Yeah, that's funny mm. and
2: fine on a chat show, but
1: in a way, like stop doing it, dude. Like you're you're rich. Stop apologising for it. It's a, good. Yeah,
2: don't apologise. Be own it, bitch.
1: It's good. That, that's what we want. Like you yeah. know, own it. You were yeah. you
2: were you were you were Batman. Like yeah. what? Like um, and you were. Uh, amazing. Um, it's all right. In your way, I
1: I like how unashamed this movie is. Like, because because you did your research clearly into the background about like, the production of the movie with this Batgirl fact I'd never known. I you read about. Yeah. 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 like I I read um because I figured it was the most appropriate thing. I reread um Susan Sontag's Notes on Camp for her 1964 essay, which is like like I tried to explain to my mum it stays. Like, it's as far as like 20th century academic writing goes, it's probably the most important, next to only the End of History by uh, Fukushima. Yeah, so it's one of the most, like, important and, like, culturally relevant pieces of academic writing. It's a really great fucking essay. Um, and everything she says about it says in it, like, is A, like, it's kind of perfectly emphatic of Batman and Robin. It's also a lot of the things that I really wanted this podcast to be, so it was kind of alarming reading it, because it's about, like, trying to find new lenses to which, for which to appreciate uh, culture and stuff. And, um... I, what I like about Batman and Robin is, you know, I believe, like, the line on it that Joel Schumacher and a lot of other people and Chris O'Donnell say, like, they wanted the movie to be very toyetic because Batman Forever was so insanely successful that were just like, let's just throw toy stuff into it. All the new vehicles, all the new costumes, like, everything we can make toys out of. And you can really tell. Okay. Um... But it's so unashamed and unafraid of that, like, vibrancy and design and that, like, extravagance, like there are gigantic Atlas statues holding up motorways and observatories in Gotham. Like
0: Martin, how can you not enjoy that? That's so fun. This is just a clusterfuck everything wrong with cheesy nineties movies. No other movie in the nineties is this
1: insane. That's why I say it's a clusterfuck. <laughs> yeah, I think I agree. Um, and I
2: think um, in a way I wanted us to end at this point, mm. but I would I get that George, we'll get that. you started us at this point. Toyism, yeah, is the phrase. I can't remember who did yeah. it. I, I, I've, written, I've written it down somewhere, but like they coined this phrase, I think, for this film, mm-hmm. a film specifically made with. Oh, let's introduce this character because we know we can make a gorgeous toy about this. Yeah. And she actually says this. You know, Poison Ivy says, mm. "Oh, that's why every Poison Ivy comes, it comes with, with a bane." A blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> it comes with like, a bane accessory. <laughs> like if that could be like a really subtle cool nod but yeah. now That's watching you like Baldus. you're just shoving it in our face bitch mm. like it's awful i i i, I th- and everything about this film just sort of screams toyism mm. like you know every character is designed but like every um, bit of dialogue is designed to be like you know like when when you mm. pull a when you when you pull the st- the string on a toy like you know um oh I'm poison ivy, and I'm gonna revive. Oh, blah blah blah. Every single character is this. She speaks and, and in catchphrases. Every single character does, especially freeze. Poison uh, ivy. Uh, yes. Uh, allow well, us then, to break the ice. <laughs> who says that?
1: <laughs> allow me. To, allow me to break the ice. Who says that?
2: No, he says like thirty <laughs> oh, ice puns, which are all awful. But we will come to him uh, in a second, George. Don't mm. get carried away with character. But yeah, um,
1: the toyism of it is really true. The toyism is... It's not a new thing to, just to consider, but it's, it's interesting. It's not
2: new. I don't think it's revolutionary. I don't... I, I, I wouldn't think it's interesting if this film had anything else to carry it, which I don't think it does. So I think the toyism and the idea that, oh, let's make a film so that we can make, like, characters and, mm. like, a whole franchise, um, that is what this film is about. and when I watch this even now Mm. I think you've just made a character that you can sell yeah like all of them like otherwise why are there so many fucking characters in this
0: bastard film to be fair to Um, it it's just come off the back of toy story hasn't it which is the ultimate film for toyism well that would have been a couple um, years prior 95 yeah i mean the funny thing about toy story is no
1: one thought it was going to be a success so they went to a lot of so they tried to license barbie for toy story barbie said no and then it was such a success they went please license barbie for toy (laughs) story 2 please because it was so successful for not only like the original characters like woody and buzz Mm -hmm. buzz being the coolest toy ever but every other supporting character who's featured in it, would just sell. Because yeah. now you've got, now you're in a big movie. And Mr. Potato Head, Rex. They're all just going to sell. Yeah, 100%. Like, But like, Batman Robin is, is like, you You know, you're right, Joe, but, but this is the thing about like a lot of Hollywood movies is they always pursue this. They do this all the time. They did it with Batman at, like from the beginning and the Star Wars. Star Wars being like the famous example where George Lucas kept the licensing rights for toys because they didn't, because Fox was like, oh, we're not going to be worth anything. And, it was such a success. He sold it to Kenner Toys, who bought it when it was like, well, the only people who wanted it, um, everyone else rejected it, but they couldn't produce them in time. But everyone saw it in the summer and loved it. They couldn't even produce the action figures in time for Christmas. So yeah. what they did was they would like, their parents would like buy a, a, a proof of purchase for um the upcoming like six Star Wars characters that they would release and give it to their kids at Christmas. It's like, here, you'll get this Mm. (laughs) in two months when they have produced. But that's the classic like toy. But that's like, people realizing it can be produced. So now it's just like, you know, snake eating its own tail with Batman and Robin. But the thing I think that's interesting is like, to do my role, which is to, I'll play devil's advocate and see what we can pull out of this morass of mass media marketing culture. Oh. Is there anything higher eating it? No, I mean like everything in it that is traditional storytelling is, a f- is sort of like, almost I think like a standard faint away from, like to, to divert your attention from what is actually like interesting to the filmmaker. Uh, which is all the like homerotic tensions and the visuals and the campiness and extravagance they can do and like pushing the comic book or rather not the comic book, the cartoonish TV show aesthetic as far as you can go with a big budget, doing it in service selling toys. But all those feints are kind of interesting. Like, oh, he's got a... um, he's but bruce wayne has got a love interest who he's been dating for a couple of years interesting she doesn't seem to have a personality uh, but she's just attractive he could she could be on his arm interesting oh over here we've got his uh father figure who he loves very much who's dying and it's created he's like mourning death again and he's no longer a psychologically disturbed man that's one of the things that's kind of nice and refreshing moments about Batman*. is he's not a maniac, he's not psychologically disturbed. He's like, processes trauma, and now he just goes out for fun. But if he's going out in that fetish gear for fun, what sort of fun is he having with his boy toy? And then with his, oh, and there's like this nice uh, progressive, like the Bat Family. Like the Bat Family is a huge concept in the comics, and the idea that it took four movies to get the family, the Bat Family on screen like that, I'm really reinforcing the idea that it is a, you know, it's a classic at narrative, especially in like modern American, uh, I think, um, film narratives of the idea of like family is more than blood and it's, it's like sort of like what um, forms you, and what supports you. And, and all of that is sort of traditionally in there. And I find all of that so much more like sweet and heartfelt and like easier to buy in this movie than in um, the movie we covered at the, like the start of this in Deadpool, where it's sort of trying to do something that's more traditionally, um, like, simplistic in its storytelling of traditional, like, pop culture, um, pop film American uh, storytelling tropes of, like, the man and the girl and beauties on the inside and blah, blah, blah. I find that so um, unappealing because it's not as, I think, goofy and sweet and uh, kind of uh, nice. That's what I remember. Like, I really enjoy the faints. And I enjoy that, that all of that is happening while this is just going like ballistic in style, so insanely colorful and like full of like fun comedic ideas. Like Poison Ivy just doing like a voguing show as a purple gorilla to like go to a charity auction and then Batman and Robin one-upping each other over who she wants to kiss more, paying with like his back credit card, never leave a cave about it the whole thing of like them being mad at each other over Poison Ivy wanting to kiss one of them when really they should just be kissing each other. It's like, my thought having is like, if we're going into the homoerotic reading of it, um, this is clearly the part we have to ride just talk for a long time and Joe, Joe loses focus, but the homoerotic reading of it is Robin is like, a bisexual man who's been in a relationship with a man for a very long time and is being awoken by, hey, look, a hot woman who wants me. And my gay lover is jealous of that and can't stand this. And my gay lover is obsessed with her like as a sort of like a trophy feature and only I care about her. And there's like this in- the interesting push and pull of their inherent dynamic that is so homoerotic where they're trying to like reconnect and find their trust for each other. And him as a bottom trying to like be trusted. I, I really, I-, I, you know, it's all very uninspired, but I think that the way it's played is really sweet, and I just can really, I'm gonna look at you, Martin, I think the way it's played is just so sweet, and um, I'm not especially nostalgic about this movie, I saw it when I was a kid, Um, and I used to love it because it had superheroes in it, but it's such a refreshing
0: change of pace, I think. Anyway, now I'm done, for now. I mean, yeah, change of pace is certainly one way of putting it. Um... So why is it you hate this? I mean, we've been through a lot of it. The cheesy one-liners are awful. I, I hate that in films. Not just this film, mm. but just cheesy one-liners. You must not like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Me. I can't say I've watched him in many films. He's never really struck me as an mm. actor I should pay loads of attention to. Not mm. to take anything away from him, but... The I th- think he's great in this. Um, like, it's it's fun, yeah, and I can't imagine anyone else playing mm. him. It's not the one-liners. I think he does yeah.
1: that well, but it's the the weird like pathos and heartbreak he brings to his lonely man of science mm-hmm. trying to like bring his wife back. I really like how he plays those things, and also his like ruthlessness and his joy at being a criminal. Like I, he's the only sort of actor who could like I think manage to like have the courage to inj- to like mix all of those things together. But I just love him like saying he's like I love when he goes for prison and they're like making fun of me. He goes like, I've got to hear. Allow me to break the ice. My name is Freeze. Learn it well, for it's the chilling sound of your doom. Yeah, it's just great. Like that's not a comedic one line. Like he's got that one, like what killed the dinosaurs
0: the ice age, which yes, is just that's, wrong. That's the stuff I just, <laughs> not necessarily because it's wrong, but just that kind of line. I just like the cheese, like as you're about to kill someone and mm. say whatever, it just, mm. and there was mm. so much of it. Um mm. I think in terms of visuals, it's, you know, it's colourful. It's bright. Yeah. yeah, I can't take that away from it. Um, the designs are so good. They're, they're interesting. Uh, <laughs> it's it's very 90s. Yeah. It is very 90s. The whole look of the yeah. film is. So I don't want to bash that because that is just... You're not very nostalgic for the films of the 90s, I feel. I didn't really watch a lot of films from, from the 90s. The so I guess... I can't really get that yeah. nostalgia from it now. Um,
1: well, I think what's interesting is like this feels very much pre the superhero wave
0: now. Yeah, so, I would so, say that wave started with Spider Man. So this yes. is definitely pre that.
1: It's well, the thing is like you know this is the oldest film we've covered. We've just done a Batman movie that people hated because it was too dark. Mm-hmm. This is now the Batman movie that people hated because it was too camp. Because it was too um, not to put not to put you know let's just like, say it, it was it was too gay for the internet. In 1997, the internet was so not the same. Like, the internet's still bad, but the internet feels like it's a lot gayer now. Um, and I think that's partly why people are more appreciative of this movie now, especially after Batman v Superman. Should we, should we just say as a society, we're more accepting? Yes, but I, I think that's I, but the, the, there's more... the There was the, like, inherent... And this is partly why I think George Clooney's probably... This is himself of his own, Like, the inherent, like, immediate reaction against this movie for being, like... It's not cheesy there's something camp here it's so extravagant
0: and oh, shameless yeah, it's, about it's it it's definitely camp yeah, yeah there's no denying that
1: it's extravagant and shameless and it and where's the content like i i've said like the content here is nothing it's it's a faint it's 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 pure extravagance and everything is sort of subtextual but like that's kind of the fun of camp is that you've got the surface thing and the stuff beneath it is like you know this other thing but most of the importance about camp is is the surface? It's that
0: mm-hmm. glorious commitment to it. But I also think that's why Poison Ivy was included as well. Was just, mm. uh, well, we can't have a film this gay without having some female presence in this. Yeah. The you know guys aren't going to see this otherwise. They don't want to see a bunch of men on screen. We need to have the male gaze. Yeah. True, but like I said, like Joel Schumacher doesn't care about objectifying exclusively women because he
1: will objectify Joel Schumacher. Maybe he does, Robin. But maybe the higher ups do. Well, no, I think they just wanted to stuff Batman villains into the movie, and they had run out, so they went. It's Poison Ivy, and how do you do Poison Ivy? Poison Ivy's thing, like she's it's always a male gazy figure. She's a sexy plant lady who
0: will kill men. I even so, do you not? I say, I was going to say, does it not feel over the top? But this whole fucking film is over the top. She's the only one.
1: Next, I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I really like in it, but he's doing his thing. This is what Arnold Schwarzenegger is good at. That's what you hire him to do. I
2: think Poison Ivy is the one who bridges the gap. She knows what she's in. For, like, the camp game whole thing. Like, she makes it sexy. She makes it feel. She makes it make sense. And I say that with really squinted eyes and, like, really, like, as far as anything in this fuckfest of a film makes Sexy sense. Sexy fuck fest. She makes it make sense. You know, even with yeah. the, like plastic lips yeah. bullshit. She Rubble makes it make sense. sense YouTube because, YouTube. because she, you know, because I, I I think Uma Thurman, um, to go to what you say, George, mm-hmm. about Camp, mm-hmm. she understands that. <laughs> yeah. And she takes that and she runs a fucking marathon with it. Exactly. And she just goes crazy. And she's like, you know, this film is about fun and about camp Mm. and about frivolity Mm. and about pushing, 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 pushing boundaries. Which it does so successfully. Um, And I think she is the main reason for it. Yeah. Um, And I think it's amazing. And I think her performance in it and her... I mean, the character, like all the characters in this film I think is shit. But she... Takes it, and she just fucking legs it. And I think it's amazing. And, like, you know, and it's things like, um, oh... Yeah, Robin's taken off his plastic lips. Well, why did not you just fucking kiss him now? Again, just, like <laughs> shoving in the little pond that you've got, or like. Well, but I don't care because yeah. I'm so wrapped up in Uma Furman being sexy yeah.
0: that I don't even care. You I know, was, at that point, there's one bit in that scene that I need to mention. I don't know if anyone else noticed this. So when Robin goes into that pool and he comes out and he kind of like shakes the water off his head and he goes back in. Yeah, it, they've just, they just reversed, reversed the it. Film. Yeah, I couldn't believe it, literally. <laughs> yeah. I I'm so pleased you noticed that as well. I couldn't oh, believe I it that. when I saw like- like, "That's."
1: I was like, that's beautiful. It's like, like, it's so, he's drowning so much. He's breaking time.
2: It's ridiculous. (laughs) I I mean, this film has some of the worst editing, I think that this season we've Uh, ever covered. I've I've never seen
0: anything like that. No, I love that. There were
2: were about four or five seasons. Let's uh, just do this. (laughs) um, Scenes where they say like a really iconic phrase and their lips just don't move.
1: Oh you, mean like, oh, you mean like the um, yeah, the ADR dubbing? There oh, yeah. were loads. There were loads. Mm. Like that, and like maybe like in a war film, where like you know it sort of fast. You like, did you know. watch it on YouTube in five <laughs> minute clips. <laughs> Like I don't think you're but out here. This <laughs> no, you can't go against it. I don't know. This. I must just be swept up in it because I really didn't mind that at all. And I didn't think it was badly it's edited. It's so fucking noticeable. No, it's I, I, so I, I bad. couldn't notice it. I, I couldn't notice it. Okay, fair and point. And I usually am very good. I'm usually all right at noticing. I mean, these there were so many. But like, like um, I, I like to I, I, I tell you what I, I noticed is I felt felt like they must have dubbed Alicia Silverstone. Who's that? Batgirl. No, oh, she's awful. I like her so bad, but I watched it. Was like, wait, I could have sworn to love-, love.
2: She gets all the way to America and then to like the yeah. um, Gotham City, Gotham City, yeah. and then the estate. Blah, yeah. blah blah blah. In
1: her school uniform, yeah. that's commitment. That's from nice. Oxbridge Academy in, in the Oxbridge in, Academy in, in the UK, where she has this very conspicuous Californian accent. <laughs> Didn't yeah, she say she, get, she got kicked out as well? I don't know. She's like on she, summer leave or something. But she's in her listening. school uniform. At uh, Oxbridge Academy, you're like, what's going I on? I swear she said I she got like kicked Goth- out. It's like, why are you like, wearing your school it uniform it doesn't, it doesn't then? What's, what's going on? Yeah. Gotham City's not a real place, guys, I hate to tell you. So it doesn't really matter that Oxbridge Academy isn't real. But I'm what stunned me bit. is that, like, <laughs> Alfred is British. He's supposed to have raised her. Her parents are supposed to be British and she's American. Yeah, and and I was watching it, like how I was just watching scenes with her and Alfred. was like she must have just done a British accent on set and they didn't like it, so they just made her dub it in her normal voice. I, I don't know, that I, I, I can't, I don't think, it's not like I'm saying that's what happened, but that's what I was thinking the whole time. I was just like, did somebody did? But she's, uh, like, she's incredible in Clueless. That's a wonderful movie. It's one of the best comedic performances. This is, you know, I, I, she's very attractive and I find her very charming, but that's it.
2: Well, if a tangent from her in, and her role in this film to, like, a shitload of shit about this film. Like things just happen yeah. for no reason other than there are bad guys like, doing crimes. Either Joel <laughs> Schumacher wanted them to happen or like nope. they kind of needed to happen and I, I I actually have a little list here. Mm. Um she actually doesn't feature because like she was obviously that's massive but she was so low down on the list that I didn't even bother to write her. But like things like when freeze he, like, freezes pipes. Yeah. They either explode. Yeah. Or, like, transition further down the pipe and then explode. Or things just sort of shatter. Or things collapse, depending yeah. on what the plot needs at the time. There's no consistency. It's just whatever yeah. the filmmaker needs.
1: I mean, i tell you what. Um, something I do love is I love the effects. They often do it where it's in one shot. It's a bit quick, but you'll see someone who's moving. mm freeze and turn into the like prosthetic covered in like ice. And they do that in like one shot. And I think those effects are really good. Mm. And I love the design of everyone just like frozen like that. It's really cool. I love that. Just fro- um, frosty boys everywhere. Something I also love
2: girls. is the fact that Alfred gave his niece mm-hmm. a disc yeah, explaining everything, but yeah. without a passcode because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't want to yeah. put her in danger. Um, but also makes the passcode very obvious. It's three Um, letters. But then also on the the disc, the only really thing that apparently is there is like the code to make the dress that he's already made for her. Well, it's like to introduce her to Batman. Yeah, so her, which she's already made. So then she just gives that, and then just goes off. But it and... is weird because it's
1: like she takes it, like give it to Wilfred, my brother. Don't show it to anyone, family only. And then she's like, I can't remember what happens first. Does she open? Does mm. she unlock the CD first, or find the Batcave Cave first? Because I don't remember. But oh no, no, she 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 does the CD. She goes to the Batcave Cave because because the CD like tells her the truth about like because uh, the idea is Alfred's dying. He needs someone to do the butlering job for Batman and Robin. So he's going to get his brother to do it. So she gets the secret out. Oh no, they're Batman and Robin. So she goes to the Batcave. Intruder alert, giant Michael Gove face uh, appears. Oh, not Michael Gove. That's a prick. But like Michael Goff, like a p- face appears on the screen. It's like intruder alert. Uncle Al- Alfred, it's me, Barbara. I was like, oh, so I programmed the algorithms of my brain into you. Did what? Sorry,
0: what? I thought you were just a butler.
1: <laughs> no, <it's> like, <laughs> I programmed the algorithms of my brain. That's what he says. I literally wrote this. That I literally wrote that quote oh, down. I love as that.
2: I want to mention, and it what? is what? Um, oh, shit! I programmed <laughs> my brain algorithms. <laughs>
1: Into the bat computer. Into the bat computer. I mean, if any computer can do it, and you have it's to laugh, and, and you shouldn't, f- that that's
0: you that's get- an eyelid. Oh, very good <laughs> I might just like in <laughs> like post, I might just extend that like little bit of silence there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the They You just get- put
1: <laughs> roaring gales in
0: it. Do you just want you to put some canned laughter in there. Well, them? no, no, no
1: can laughter. Like you know, like, you, know like, you know, like when the stock market crashes. Or everyone's like, oh my God, buy it. So cheap. Give it to me now. I want this. You can't believe how good this podcast is. They said Baton Island on their Batman episode. <laughs> We're just buying low and selling high, baby. <laughs> <laughs> just stock market noises. Wolf of Wall Street, Matthew McConaughey got <laughs> What else did you note, my darling? <laughs> Uh, after the bad computer algorithms. I
2: mean, the bad computer was obviously just like laugh out loud funny. I love like, that. And the fact that you get an amazing actor like Michael Goh mm-hmm. to come out of retirement and say, I put my um, oh, it? brain, brain algorithms, algorithms, algorithms
1: into the bad computer. You're like, oh my God, darling. It see? sounds this like so it's bad. supposed, in the 90s, that's what they thought computer smart person speak sounded like.
2: <laughs> True. Um, but then things like, um, you know, Freezer's Lair has a heating system.
1: <laughs> why, 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 why? It's obviously so that when the cops are invaded, they could think it's a normal let and then you could freeze them.
2: Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll just bang that I just then. love uh... how, one of the things I
1: love about Freeze is his henchmen have to wake up and like put on makeup and put on ice skates and hockey
0: kits. Oh, that was bizarre. <laughs> why, is yeah. there, why is there a hockey team there attacking Batman and Robin? everything. What, what the hell's yeah. going on? So
1: how do you as bad guys, when he's gonna freeze everything, how do you like, play support where well, you have to be a hockey team, obviously. But then in his <laughs> lair, they're all like in, <laughs> like eating frozen dinners and ice cream, tongues are frozen to it. I love that just commitment to the bit of his support staff being like that, <laughs> where one of them goes like, boss, you need to see the paper and he freezes him and takes the paper anyway.
0: There's that commitment to the bit that I really like in the movie. I like that bit as well, he says, I hate it when people talk during the movie. Oh, I love uh, that. that. Yeah, that's great. I hate yeah. it when
1: people talk during the movie. <laughs>
2: So uh, I I've also put on the list um, hockey brackets Mm. prison question mark question mark. (laughs) So like he's got a hockey team who are his like goons. So like well so I mean Mm. a why are they very good at hockey? B why are they his goons? Tricky hosted
1: tryouts. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> like there's, there's so many questions and like, but then like, see why why are Batman and Robin good at playing hockey? Why do they have like um, skates that come out of their? Why shoes? do they have
1: skates in their shoes where they like lie down, click their heels together like
0: you know so horizontal lines as well, like. like-, like- I love how
1: it synchronised. They often are in those scenes where they're working together, and yet they can't help but fight each other. But they didn't know
2: that he was like freezing the floor when they could. Cl- so they didn't have the shoes because they knew they were going to uh, find Batman. Fans. Batman and Robin—they
1: just prepared he for just, everything. He,
2: he, he, oh, fine. Okay. Yeah, that's, oh, what, oh. that's the thing. That's what oh, Batman oh. is. So it, if it was a, l- a lake of lava, they would have clicked their shoes, and it would have been like you know, oh. We've got metal skis
1: on our our shoes. I want to help. Metal is a conductor. (laughs) Their feet would have
0: been hot. You don't know what
2: metal is made of, though, do you? All right, fine. I guess (laughs) not.
0: Either way, it doesn't matter the situation, Um, Joe. Batman is prepared. Yes, he's got shark repellent. That's just it. You can't question that.
1: Like, you so know, like, people can be mad training. about it. I'm uh, like, like, no, but you like Batman because he's the guy who's thought of everything, but when he's thought of a, a smart solution to a dumb problem, you're mad at him. It's like, what's a dumb problem? A shark's attacking him, or a guy's frozen a dinosaur. Well, what's the smart solution? Obviously, shark repellent and ice skates. Ah, uh, this
2: is good. <laughs> um, freezing stuff um, either makes things explode, shutter, collapse, go brittle, or... Um, do whatever it wants, depending on what is convenient. Yeah. Like, like, do you remember the bit
1: where he freezes Robin? It's a visual thing. It's more of like a visual thing. Do you remember the bit where (laughs) he freezes Robin
0: and Robin's got the diamond in his hand and everything but the diamond freezes? Well, the joke
1: is the diamond is already ice.
0: But then why is it not- Because it's- ice but why is it not you can't fused ice but everything else everything else so he touches what do you yes. want
1: yeah. his, <laughs> him to break Robin's fingers off yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah wow if like you want to be logical yeah.
0: surely am I talking to Zack Snyder <laughs> a layer of ice would have gone over that diamond anyway it would have been encased in the ice I can't believe you're ice. trying to logic criticise yeah. this movie Martin <laughs> well it's just it, I'm, I don't even say it's, it's logic like I said because we just got a vibe we talking about we're talking about Mr. Freeze it's not logic in the first place, but I accept Mr. Freeze as a character. Well, alright then. Everything that, every time he
1: freezes a person, right, he's not freezing them. Like, where is the ice coming from? They just produce ice? Are they freezing the water vapour in the air? Is there that much water vapour? They're not all near steam vents or by rivers. So why are icicles produced? Because that's what ice looks like. He, don't don't question it. He's just Mr. Freeze. I, I don't
0: question the bit of freezing people. I question the bit of why the diamond didn't freeze, but when somebody's holding a newspaper, that freezes.
2: Oh, it's paper. And that he takes it out of their hand, mean, and then they
0: shatter. Yeah. It's
2: the inconsistency that paper, is the Paper diamond, nightmare. it doesn't matter, does oh, it? Yeah. It's just
0: like you say, it's the same I with love... like the pipes. It's just mm. for the plot. It's going to oh, make like, something like, so like, ridiculous. You, you want to for, you wanna some go, rules. There? You wanna go there? He,
1: he brought to the museum a spaceship inside of a spike car, and you're like, He's oh getting in a God. spike car! No, he's getting Shh. in a spaceship! Why does he get in a spaceship? Purely so he can fly Batman up and blow up Batman so the spaceship will destroy okay. Gotham. He's got wings, yes. he's flying away. <laughs> <laughs> Why?
2: Okay. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the fucking spaceship. So little um at the end of like that scene, mm. he gets in his little car, which is like some bullshit thing from um Mad do, Max. Do you remember what Yes, yes, darling? Um, <laughs> Martin, do you remember watching um? Robot Wars on like ITV. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Now that is nostalgia. That hey, is nostalgia.
2: And, like, he's like something from that, isn't it? Like some bullshit oh, yeah. that yeah, some people absolutely. in their like garage have made. Um, and like he sort of hops into it, no questions asked. You know, like oh yeah, Batman he's fighting some goons. Mister um, Freeze gets into his little car, gets nice and settled. And then all of, a, all of a sudden, it's made into a into a rocket which just sort of launches like no questions asked. like you know like nothing's like obliterated or anything what is the fucking objective of that rocket please george answer
1: of the rocket well yeah <laughs> the objective of a rocket is a distraction. He's going to rocket into space from what? And a distraction <laughs> from what? <Batman. from> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. No, it's pure.
0: in the rocket. No, so it's not a distraction. No, he. Surely, no. Mister Freeze doesn't know Batman's necessarily coming at this point. Yes,
1: he does. He's in. He's invading Gotham City. Batman's in Gotham City, and he's a superhero. Star... Just for the
0: occasion. But you don't... But you didn't. He didn't know, did he? he... Like it was yes, a surprise he... when he true. turns no. up. Yeah, no. he goes through that that window yeah. at the top of the building. He's like, he's not like, oh, I've been expecting you, kind of thing. It's still. Like well, holy shit! shit Batman's, Batman's like here.
1: enters dramatically, but you still expect him to show up in Gotham City. But do you de- prepare a
0: distraction like a rocket? Yes.
1: Or we the... oh, might. Turn so he gets up. into his little car. It's all. This is the thing. It's all aesthetic. It's all like excuses, and and then this happens. Okay, so he that's a he vibe. Little,
2: he gets into his little truck, and that's great. And then he. All of a
1: sudden, it transformed into a rocket for yes. no
2: apparent reason.
1: He, he I, okay, for the logic explanation for those in the audience. <laughs> oh, logic! He's, okay, no, He's okay. using that. He, he plans go, go to on. use yeah. the rocket crashing back to Earth as the cover of his escape. So the museum will be just will, will be obliterated, and no one will know what he stole. Okay, what, I, I, what, I what, suppose. What's in the rocket? Well, the rocket is just a heavy object falling to Earth. So, right. so Bat- it's just a and, rock. Yes, and so Batman so why is goes it going up.
2: to destroy a museum
1: because it's going to land on the museum and obliterate it. A, a, a rock. It's a heavy piece of metal falling to
2: Earth from a few uh, tens of thousands of feet. Well, what if a plane falls to Earth? Well, if it's full of fuel, then that. Well rocket a is full of fuel. Well, it's no, it's so used all the fuel to get up into quasi-space, which this one has because yes. he says. We will be like,
1: you know... You're going to freeze 70, in space, phase, and then it will fall.
2: Which and is its own... It's, not which space, its own little cocktail of It's like up, upper
1: atmosphere. It's not an insulated spaceship, obviously. No, it's like 70,000 feet. Yeah, and he's going to freeze. Like it's above. not
0: insulated. It's not pressurized. It's just flying. And then Batman... So it's decided- just like a box. But then you, you say logic yeah. bit as well, but then obviously you had the little red zone for the altitude meter. Yes, the altimeter. And you was saying once it gets there your heart will stop beating and you'll be dead. It gets there and Robin is still outside the rocket. Yeah. <laughs> and he's fine, he's fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, but this is the, this is the thing. Like, like I'm, I'm not gonna like, like why is, I, this is the, okay, okay, let's just get down to this. Why is this a problem? Like genuinely, when films can be anything and when superhero films
0: can be anything and are so patently ludicrous, <laughs> Why is this a problem? Now, now there's, I think there's a line between, okay, you can take liberties for dramatization. And then there is taking the piss. This film takes the piss with the amount it just kind of says, uh oh, fuck it. Why not? We're a film. We can do what we want.
1: But I don't think it's it's got any disdain for
0: the audience. I think it's thinking. No, what's I wouldn't say against the audience.
1: What's going to be fun for the audience? But, this
0: is going to be fun. Especially back, at like you think, like the Burton Batman's, and there was a bit of grittiness and realism I, to them that has just disappeared. With this this is a kids film. Yeah, that's fine. Hundred percent. This is a dumbed down uh-huh. kids film for the sake of just trying to get as many well, people I mean, like, to watch it's it. It's a kids as film. Possible.
1: I mean, it's a silly kids film. And it's really stupid, but you know, it's not like, you know, it's got like sexuality in it. It's got like adults in it. People don't make those movies for kids. And so like either everything is so streamlined now with adult superheroes where it's like, it's supposed to be nice and sweet and nostalgic. And yet they're also like adults, but there's nothing adult about them. They're just kind of acting out superhero fantasies, or they're animated children's films about children so there's no need for them to be adult. There's but, something refreshing about this that
0: is so patently silly, and everyone is in, is an adult. I would just say again that is that is sign of the times. But I like that. that.
1: I think mean, you know, that's me being nostalgic for it. But like, like again, like okay. So I, I think there's genu- You could genuinely be like, this is a Looney Tunes cartoon. This is so silly. Is that a problem in live action when you've got real actors? Do you think? Yes.
0: Okay. Yeah, I enough. do. Yeah, I think if you, that is the world of cartoons, if I'm um, like I say, there, there's a line between taking liberties for plot purposes. And that's fine because Mm. not every Spider-Man film that's come out since 2002 has been accurate scientifically. Mm. Yeah, there's stupid bits in it. But there's, there's some element of realism... Know, this movie's super vaporwave. It's this, super. There's, great. There's no realism. You don't. You like. You whatsoever. like realism.
1: I knew you wouldn't like this movie, but like, <laughs> I could figure you might be able to like just kind of get behind how silly it is. I, but, yeah, I can. I can. I can understand what it tries to do, but that doesn't mean you have I, to like it. Yeah. No, that's fine. Like, this is not about like or not. But you're like wrapping ca- it as like like this is a thing you can't do or a thing I, you well, shouldn't
0: do. Or it's just not for you. That's fine. I, I I would say for a Batman film, this is not the right tone. Oh, I think, I think, but Batman is the I most flexible. Some some of the people might enjoy that. Yeah. Th- and that's fine. If that's what they want out of a Batman film, that is absolutely fair enough. But, but for me, I mean... this is just the wrong tone. Like there are superheroes mm. out there that can, that could pull off this kind well, of thing. I get in the nineties, the superhero genre wasn't as popular. Yeah. It was a big risk to take. So like, obviously mm. the last few months we've had Shang-Chi come out mm. No one would have ever watched a Shang-Chi film in the 1990s. They'd never heard well, of it. Well,
1: if them. they'd made it, it wouldn't have been
0: that Shang-Chi movie. It just would have been, like... Yeah, it a, would have been a it would been a, a, a basic direct but, but to have an unknown character like that yeah. to the mass media or the mass audiences, that would have been a hard thing to get greenlit in the first place. Absolutely. So, it would have been Shang-Chi and he would have been white. Yeah. So, if you want to make these kind of films, yes, you have to do it with established characters. I fully get that. But for me... This is just not the kind of. I mean, it's. it's I don't want to well, say it's not Batman because obviously there's so many different incarnations of Batman. So I don't want to say George Clooney's version it, well, isn't Batman. It, it's not. It doesn't go that far. But, but, I but I think it's all Batman. Like, I, you, you, you,
1: you're, you're a guy who likes his crime movies and mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. psychologically re, psychological like realism, or like torment and different things. We just did an episode about Batman who's psychologically tormented. And you could stand that movie. It's like, like, thoughtful. I like you know Batman is you know. He's a billionaire who can do what he likes. What does he choose to do? He chooses to dress up in stupid costumes and fight bad guys and live in a cave with a boy. Like, it's like, you know, he's obviously like, okay, well you can go down the traumatized route and the unstable like billionaire thing. This is the right thing to do. But also like the text of him as a comic book character is so stupid. So you could do anything with that. You could take either lane and it's fine. And, and like watching that, I was just kind of like, I love when superhero movies that were made for everyone looked like this, This that looked like this. Like it looks so good. It looks incredible because it's just all design. None of it is trying for realism. It is all of these sexy, beautiful people in sexy, beautiful poses and costumes and, and they're all, and there's all this like gravitas that they're imposing on the situation. Like Michael Goff as Alfred brings the gravitas there, even when it's this stupid, you know? Like him saying, I'll cancel the pizza, sir. As Robin gets on his bike and then he pulls a face because he's secretly dying. And they're like, oh no, is Alfred going to be okay? Look at his face.
0: I, to be fair, I, I saw that bit. I was like, what the f-? Fuck Why is he going doing? Like, uh, it was yeah.
1: You, uh, it's it so was strange. Like, I was like wait wait wait. wait. I, to oh, be fair, I think that's a bad acting choice. Yes. But I don't. But I think that's a bad bit of directing. I think I, saw, I was like, is he having this stroke? What on? is going on? Why is he like? I can't believe I just made that stupid pizza joke to Robin. Yeah. Oh my god! Is this the script? It was like, is that what he's, he's saying? You're like, I can't believe Joe's not hearing this. This is great. It was <laughs> just we just paused there. <laughs> I I don't know, man. Like, ah. Uh, Hey freeze! The heat is on. Tonight's forecast: a freeze is coming. I, all of like, freeze's lines are so bad,
0: <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah they but weren't even clever, to... were they? No, they were they're just, not clever. They were literally just cheesy mm. one-liners for the. Mm. I mean, I guess it's just for the mm. instant payoff, yeah. isn't it? More my, than anything, my favorite line is um, delivered by the crazy scientist
1: who uh, makes Pamela into poison ivy. Mm-hmm. A, a, a wonderful performance is that crazy scientist. We're, so we're just gonna go back to talking about like some of our favorite like performances or elements of the movie because Joe is like sort of saying, this is objectively bad, but I kind of love it. And Martin's like, well, this is objectively bad and I hate it. And I'm like, uh, this is not objectively anything. It's really good and I really like it. Um, but I just wanna sort of talk about, let's talk about what we love about uh, Poison Ivy. I'm gonna start. Pamela Isley's creator is played by John Glover, who is a wonderful actor really understands pushing things up into camp territories and like going for broke. He's in Shazam, you've seen Shazam. He plays um, Mark Strong's dad.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah,
1: uh, but, beca- but that's because he's in Gremlins 2. And he's a villain in Gremlins 2, mm-hmm. he's a villain in a lot of 80s movies. And here he's the crazy scientist with crazy hair, who's like selling like super soldier serums. They call it a super soldier serum. <laughs> yeah, I did think it's like this is super soldier serum called
0: Venom. It's like, like, is but, but, this- but, but, it, Which
1: is the comic book thing. It's called Venom, but he literally says, "My super soldier serum." Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like he, my favorite, one of my favorite lines in the whole movie is him saying to Pamela Eisley when she rejects him, "He's like, you psycho." He goes, "Well, I can respect your opinion. Unfortunately, I just can't take rejection. I guess you'll have to die." <laughs> and he just,
0: just pushes, pushes her over the table, pushes her over
1: the table, pushes another table on all the plants and Venom stuff, mixes, she gets eaten by the earth. I love before that. Uma Thurman's performance as Pamela Isley is as camp as her performance as Poison Ivy. She's as camp as the normal person as she is as, this, as the insane villainess. Like she's not because she just t- she just takes a different tact. But her performance, as Pamela Isley, is so wonderfully camp and heightened and ludicrous. And then she's just like, well, now I'm vamping. Now I'm part of the drag spectacle. Now everything here is so inherently queer. She feels like the one who's con the of the actors is the one who's consciously pulling from queer spaces. In her performances, I don't know, Joe. What do you think? Feel about that?
2: I actually agree with that. Um She recognizes that this is a piece of bullshit, um, and therefore she she takes it and she runs with it yeah. like a marathon. Um, it's an opportunity it's fan- to do expressionistic
1: comic performances. It's,
2: it's 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 the film version of like Schitt's Creek. I don't mm. know. She she takes like. Um, this this petty thing and like recognizes for recognizes it for what it is and it just goes 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 and it's amazing and she is fantastic from start to finish. Mm. Um, To the point of like awkwardness, to the point of like, yeah, in a way, like, she's too good. Well, she does um, feel like she's the
1: only one who totally gets the right balance. And And so,
2: when she's in a scene with with Robin in particular, Mm. sorry, darling, but when Robin is in a scene and like, he's just pure sex appeal, can't carry him, which was saying a lot. It's just like, what the fuck is this film? This is awful. Well, she, this is he's just not so bad. matching her energy.
1: Because he's shite as an actor. He's, um, he's, he's not great. But like, George Clooney as well, who's a great actor. I love George Clooney. Yeah, I mean it's George Clooney. But, but his he's playing the Batman thing too straight. He's and trying so hard. He's trying so hard to take it seriously. So where what bad. he should do is he should go like William Shatner and Adam West on it and just be like, just mm. say goodbye to naturalism. Let's push this up. That's why Arnold Schwarzenegger's good, is because he doesn't care yeah. about naturalism. He's gonna push it in the other direction. That's uh, yeah, and
2: I I I do think that that's why this film almost works. That you have freeze, poison ivy, and Bane. Yeah, which Smash should not, it Bane. should not work. That is a fucking like hurricane. Yeah, like, it's awful, but it somehow works because. I don't, I, I don't know. Why does it work? I, I can't explain. Well,
1: you, yeah, um, you said you have like that nostalgic attachment to it. I have the nostalgic attachment, but when I watched it earlier today, you I was like, it from I remember liking this.
2: It work. No, it works. Bec- well, no, it works because Freeze is um, driven to mental illness because of his love mm. of his and physical illness. He's got to stay cold. Well, that thing, but you know, we understand
1: him because of his. Mm, you know the the concept of freeze is so like like full of wonderful psychodrama
2: it is but Schumacher pushes it to the extreme that we don't even give a shit because you know he he fucks that up
1: well yes he doesn't but i like how that's why they, i hate yeah. this
2: film actually, actually yeah. no <laughs> sorry to
1: interrupt he oh, he's back he's
2: back to the no no, no I, 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 i'm back he ruins the entirety of this film and the genre by pushing it so far that you can't really appreciate Freeze for like all the subtleties. You have to, oh yes, because he, like, he's, he's been deprived of his love, therefore he wants to like freeze everybody. And therefore, okay, then he's going to team up with Poison Ivy because he's going to kill all life. And then she's going <laughs> to replace it with plants. And mm. then... Which doesn't um, make any sense. What if we freeze the world and grow plants? It doesn't make any sense. But in Schumacherville it works. And then oh, and then Bane works because they have the same creator. If you're being generous, mm. that works. But just because you need someone strong to break out of Arkham. Mm. Therefore it works in Schumacherville. Therefore you go along with it. Mm. It's funny otherwise that is Bane. Because in the comics he's nothing flat. like that.
1: Bane is a is a guy who is incredibly smart. He's the only bat, but well, he's one of the only Batman villains to figure out that Batman is Bruce Wayne. We have seen the proper films, have we not? Well, yeah. um, yeah. anyway, I, I, um,
2: just sticking with this, uh, I'm so conflicted because
1: because you enjoy watching it, but you can't. I enjoy watching it, I love the
2: camp, I follow it, I completely support it. Yeah. I think, um, freeze, yes, man. I think, Poison Ivy, yes, Queen, come through, Bane. Um, as soon as it's over, I'm like, bullshit, what, I don't give a shit, these are these are awful people. Um, and none of it makes sense. <laughs> Nothing here <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> like, honestly, like, you know, the, the, um, uh, you know, like, a Freeze, like, he, he detaches his pipe and, like, freezes a water cooler, we assume, yeah. pipe all of a sudden that explodes a war. What, no. why would that ever happen? Okay, then they get free. And That's one of the only logic bits I understand. And then they, they, would they jump like
1: very obviously because yeah. he detaches the liquid because it it needs And
2: then they jump out of this massive hole that it makes and jumps 400 feet to their death, obviously, if they are made of organic matter, but obviously they all survive and we never see them again until the next scene and then they're all fine. Um, well, Butch Cassie and like the sun, kids survive their nothing jump. Nothing happens. One of the things about this film, nothing happens without reason and nothing happens that doesn't not make sense. So, <laughs> so, so nothing, like, nothing happens with
1: reason and nothing happens that so makes sense. So everything that
2: happens needs to happen for the plot to develop. Yeah, okay. And nothing that we see happen doesn't fit in with the bizarre bullshit like shoebox world that shoemaker has made of himself. So like, you know, we we see Bane be attacked by loads of people, but no one thinks, hmm. He's got loads of, like, wires in the back of his head. Maybe if we just pull one of those out, that might, like, top what it. think about
1: that at the end. They're or, like, hey, look at the wires. I'll just pull them out. Or
2: even on, like, Mr. Freeze, you know, oh, there's loads of, like, you know, databases. It's a bit like um, Darth Vader, you know, loads of, like, computers and stuff. Maybe if we, like, stop one of those computers or wires or whatever, he might be a bit weaker. No, let's just try and hit him with our sticks, even though we are New York Cops and we have guns in our holsters, uh, which appear on screen. Hello, the um, Gotham the City s- Police such Department. Bullshit. Oh yeah, sorry. Mm. Somehow I got confused. This is the, the third two. movie we've discussed um, that takes place
1: in Gotham City. It's such bullshit. It's so annoying. Love um, it. and the, and the, and the, I just the love how the they're
2: like, "Hey, around. hey, you, um, you,
1: we're New York, co- we're Gotham City cops. We're gonna like, yo, we're, we're gonna beat you with a stick. We're here to charge you the bad guys." Oh, no, he's got a freeze ray. Like, and uh, one of them asked Mr. Freeze, have mercy. You're like, why did you show up to work in Gotham City? It's yeah. not where you go to get mercy. I mean, there's just so much- uh, Unfortunately, this. my condition has left me cold to it your just, breeze of mercy.
2: It just happens for like no reason, but like not in a way that I can get it's on board funny. with. It's funny. We like and the I, jokes. I, I'm, no, it's, they're not jokes. Yes, like, they I'm, I'm made
1: are. It's like, you know, Joel Um, Schumacher said all cops are bastards because the cops are dumb and should be frozen.
2: I'm not buying it. Sorry, Joel, (laughs) but I'm not buying it. Like, you know, um, Freezer's Lair has a heating system. I think I already mentioned. (laughs) Why the fuck would that happen? Um, Well, it's not, he didn't make the switch. It was a fucking like ice cream workshop. Why the fuck would you make your lair in a place that has a heating system?
1: It was an ice cream workshop. It had a switch to turn it cold. (laughs)
2: Why would it have a switch to a hot? <laughs> no, well, that's the question, isn't that it? Is, no. <laughs> uh, literally, that is the question. <laughs> Why would you make your fucking place there? Just make it a fucking massive freezing warehouse. That's um, what it is. It's a freezing warehouse. It's a freezing uh, boy. What, what else is on my list? Um, freezing stuff just makes them either explode, shatter. Yeah, we've or done this brittle. bit. Done all this. right, all right. You hate uh, the freezing. It doesn't have consistency. Um, hockey? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah,
1: great, love hockey. In movies, just ellipsis the crystals dot 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 Look, diamonds. His suit is powered by by diamond enhanced lasers. That's how the he diamonds. So the crystals because I think they're very smooth throughout the film. Pretty certain you, di- you. Pretty certain they're not called crystals. They're called diamonds. But I whatever, know. you know. His suit is powered by diamond enhanced lasers. That's how he stays so cold with lasers enhanced by diamonds.
2: You're saying it like this is obvious. What are you talking about? It's in the movie. It's obvious, Uh, so he just takes them. That's the world of the movie! All these huge diamonds (laughs) from this uh, amazing telescope. Yeah. Which he just happens to fall onto.
1: Well, why is it more acceptable to you that the Joker goes viral in 1980s Gotham City because of a videotape at a comedy nightclub that was shown on a fucking TV show? Before, it wasn't like an America's Funniest Home Video Show. It was a late night show. Why is that more realistic?
2: obsessed with designer media. And consumption because we're disgusting animals, and
1: and humans are also obsessed with doing weird, stupid things of science, like making diamond-enhanced lasers that keep your body cold. The makeup on Mister Freeze is great. I love how blue he is. Fun fact: I love how blue and crystalline he is. Took six hours, um, and he refused to do something,
2: which meant that he had to have like an LED in Mm. his mouth. Oh my god, that's, so, that's one
1: of the great things where he's got like that blue light on his lips. And what? Yeah, that's what, it. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. know what's really weird? Why is Mister Freeze, the guy who has to stay cold when he's chilling in his lair, is wearing like a nice puffy, warm smoking jacket? But he looks like such a villain. It's so Love fucking that. boss. He's also, great. can we like veer out this? And he's so got a like, great like bold head as well. Like he, you know, I don't think honestly he's a bold. I think with, with him having hair, but he's got great bold head. Well. Arnold oh, Schwarzenegger refused
2: to shave his head, mm. so he insisted on wearing a bald cap. And, shave the head, baby. And getting paid, apparently, obviously, we don't know, but about like 20, 20, 20, Wait, what are you saying? About $20 million. Uh, well, my, my sources say $25 yeah. million. Dollars. Yeah. He just to it. say, like, maybe like 30 cliche bullshit lines. No, it's just non
1: sequiturs, which I love. I mean, I don't love them. They're all good. But they're just like, this is the world of the movie. No, they're not cliche. They're not cliche They are cliche. No, they're not cliche. Tonight, a freeze is coming. Yeah, who says that? Who says that besides Mr. Freeze? A
2: cliche. No,
1: a freeze isn't coming. It's not like that's a thing you say. It's not like you say the dinosaurs were killed by the ice age. Which he does
2: also say.
1: It's not like, you know, you say like, like, oh, hell freezes over. Well, that's good. Or you say, like, or you good. tell someone to freeze in doesn't. hell, Batman. You know the whole hell freezes over thing is like, well, that's never going to happen. But he just froze it in. It's just peppered in, not peppered. It's just dumped like the paprika on these chips, just everywhere.
2: And cayenne pepper.
1: Um, no, it, it,
2: it's awful. Um,
1: how did he get top billing? Why? Because he was paid the most. That's contract bullshit. Really? Yeah, he was paid the most and he was the most famous. That's how you get billing. It's a contract bullshit. Um, it's to do with who signs on one. first. Well, George Clooney is replacing I don't Batman. I know how insistent
2: George is on these
1: points. George Clooney... Oh, obviously. I but George, but George, but George Clooney is, is the one who... He's um, replacing
2: Batman. Jack
1: Nicholson is top billed in Batman why over Michael Keaton. just follow po- um, Poison Ivy? Because... Bane is a inmate driven mad by the enhancing serum of Venom and Poison Ivy gets her powers from the Venom and because she has influence over the plants enhanced by Venom and over influence over all plant life, she is influenced over the lower mental capacity of Bane who has been brought to that level by Venom, the same thing that gave Poison Ivy her powers. There, done it. That's why he follows Poison Ivy. He's also designed to be a slave.
2: Disappointing,
1: but... Do you mean disappointing for my good explanation of something that doesn't make sense in the movie that doesn't make any sense? No,
2: I think your your explanation is a bit disappointing. Wow, um, but I'll go along with it. Um, wow, what's my next point? Oh yeah, Bane obviously has a loads of like delicate wires and tubes, but no yeah. one thinks to like pull them out. Or anything. He's already said um, this.
1: I think you're just. I think you're just trying to hide behind a bushel your a deep love of this movie. Because you do, you have said you, like, you love it and it is got this homoerotic touch to it. Like, you know, there's not a lot to say. It's kind of obvious. No, no, no. I'm not hiding by anything, George. Like, this film turned be
2: gay. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've all seen those tit nipples and that, like... Yeah. Bum and the everything. bums.
1: Um, oh my God, the bums on Clooney, on O'Donnell, and on the not, Alicia like, Silverstone. I'm not like
2: sub-relationship between, like, <sighs> Batman and... Um, yeah, the, that little boy.
1: I want um, to do this. I want to go out on my own. No, you belong beneath me. Uh, you, I, I I, make the commands here. Well, this girl likes goodie, me. That bitch, feminine twat enters. This girl likes me. No, she doesn't. She likes me. She can't like you, but she likes me. You're just jealous she doesn't like you. And well, the old this is really daddy, weird. Lyra goes like, the, like that
2: daddy figure takes care of her. It's, and it, it's
1: Batman and Robin, off. not Robin and Batman. It's your way of the highway, and I'm sick of it. I'm like, what do you mean? It's not Robin and Batman. It's the same thing. <laughs>
2: That's too much, shit. but then this is almost a doorway into the whole, like, the fact that this film is like, how long is this, like, two and a half hours? Two hours? All of these Batman movies are two hours long.
1: feel All- feels like five hours. Right, that's what Martin said. When you
2: get, like, the whole, like, that that racing thing.
1: Cool. Yeah, a little bit. Like. <laughs> I, I mean- love that, like, they're, they're setting off on the race, and it's like... Hey, you're that girl who won the last one? Well, this one's much harder. Uh, I'm a punk. Uh, and okay, team, we're gonna meet her at the end. And there's just a kid. There's just a kid there. Yeah, like a cheering.
2: Shearing a woman a <laughs> like, yeah, like, lot of random people. Boy. But they all know the woo and everything. Oh, and they always- kind It's side posted they... with graffiti. Oh yeah, very convenient. It's, it's just bullshit. It's like drag uh, racing for an obstacle course. Oh, that's a, I thought they were like RuPaul drag racing. No, um, but like, um. Fruit. I, I I hate it. It's bullshit. Um, but the film is amazing. Mm. Beautiful. Beautiful piece of art. But you just
1: can't get around, like, you just can't get, get over, like, how, like, intoxicating this silliness is. Oh! 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 Perfect example. When Batman catches Freeze, mm. he just
2: flies into his windscreen. Literally, like, headfirst into his glass windscreen mm. in his little Jeep car thing. Yeah. Why is that, like, the Batman just wins. Like, surely in that scenario, like, if someone just came into your windscreen head first, out of the air, concussion, like, <laughs> blinded, maybe like covered in scars, yeah. whereas you're just sitting in the driving seat,
1: like, Oh, okay. Well, he just crashed his car after leaping it off of the gigantic Atlas statue that supports the the highway in Gotham City. Oh, yeah, there's Batman coming.
0: Would you live in Gotham City? Okay, which version of Gotham City would you want to live in most?
2: This one, the the gay one. I'd say we'd
0: probably have the most fun in this one, wouldn't we? Because it is batshit crazy. Mm, Yeah. It's got to, like, probably got to be- I think it's one of the Birds of Prey one to be honest. The Birds of Prey one has got like a nice tactility to it. I, I think a lot of the Gotham cities are portrayed as these like run-down, mm. crime-ridden cities. Most of them, you wouldn't want to go near them. Well, no, you understand yeah. like, the intoxication of being around like the Tim Burton ones, you're like, well, this is scary, but it would be fun to be here. The Nolan
1: no one's don't have as much of a feeling of them, and Zack Snyder Gotham barely feels like a place in the same way. Mm-hmm. But um, it doesn't feel that like, distinctive. I mean, if I were rich like Bruce Wayne, I'd want to live in the Dark Knight one because he has a nice apartment, but you know, then there's always these clowns going, running around. But like, this is the one you want to live in. Like, do <laughs> you want to meet me at the observatory that's being held up by a gigantic metal statue?
2: Yeah, but I, by which you would see absolutely nothing because <laughs> you're in the middle of a
1: massive city. No, it's like on the edge of the water. No, it's in the middle of the city. It's on the edge of the water. In the middle of the city. Yeah, but it's not facing the city, and the whole idea is it's got all these. But you wouldn't satellites. see anything. It's got all these satellites. It's a big telescope.
2: The satellite thing is complete cunt bullshit. Wow, that is absurd. Wow, because they can't don't even like it. say like you're conveying the rays or the light or the. Like, oh, but light from the sun will
1: melt with the, infrared infrared the city. radiation. The light from the sun will melt the city.
2: I can't. It's, it's bullshit. The light from the sun will melt the city. Is. The light from so the sun stupid. will
1: melt the city. But it's not like a mirror. But it's not Dawn. because they sp-
2: specifically say it's um, the radiation mm. and yeah. the radio waves. It's
1: interesting. It's, it's interesting not a mirror. How this movie doesn't make sense. Or it's like a lot, a lot of weird stuff. But that it. is the one <laughs> thing that could make sense. Are you sure? Like like just a lot sort
2: of the mirrors, like, might make sense. Mm. Like, oh yeah, but the radio waves.
1: No, it is for are big reflective satellites.
2: Why? Just have mirrors for fuck's sake. You don't need satellites. You don't need anything. Just have mirrors.
0: Anything else I, doesn't work. I, I don't
1: know. What oh, there was something I wanted to say. Um, is it that Batman and Robin are gay? And, oh no, 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 no. It was actually, no, it's that um when Robin joins the museum, he flies through the door on his bike and behind him the holy man's is the shape of a Robin. <laughs> I love that. Again, it's cartoon logic, we're just like, yeah. Uh, that's what he did. <laughs> well, like if you see that you're like, well, this movie just doesn't make any sense at all. Okay, fine. Fine. <laughs> but which means the stakes are all about the personal relationships. And I think that like while the personal relationship stuff is fairly simplistic, there's so much like texture in like the like the actual textures of everything that lend it so much color and so much like um it makes the dynamics like I'm gonna say this is gonna sound like a pedos, it makes the dynamics like so much fruitier. And I don't mean fruity as in like oh, eesh. I mean I mean like there's like you know this stuff has got like oh it's it fucking like not not makes sense but it's fruity because it's got meat on the bones like it's it's got like a, like there's there's a texture here that gives it so much more character in these relationships that you know in other movies like you know twenty years later like uh, Independence Day resurgence is an example that came to mind where like, the, the, like that's taking itself seriously and is bad and terrible and it's so much dumber than this movie because it's also trying to be like more of a serious natural thing and the relationships in that are boring they're really boring and this one like yeah the relationships are like a little simplistic because they're simplistic comic book stuff but everything about the texture just lends it so much more interesting dynamics because of the homoeroticism and because of the sort of like unique weirdness of the found family like when batgirl comes and saves Batman and Robin. And he's and she's like, he's like, who who are you? I'm Batgirl. Oh, isn't that a little NPC? Why not Bat person or Batwoman? Bruce, it's me. It's you. Ah, oh, she knows our secret identity. So I guess I'll have to kill her. Too bad we gotta go save the world. He just turns around and runs off. Oh, love yeah, that. I
0: quite enjoyed that. I love yeah, George Clooney's He's just like,
1: too bad we gotta go. <laughs> I love that's like the one bit where he's kind of embracing how ridiculous it is, but it also feels like he's like, I'm so done with this movie. Get me my car, I'm leaving. <laughs> But I love that. And I just love that, like, wait, Batman didn't realize that was Barbara. She's wearing a domino mask. She's not covering her face. But like those, there's a texture there that's so intoxicating and everything about it is like this delicious little, like, you know, yeah, just like kind of want to watch this. Play it on loop in the background, baby, at parties. Yes. Um, what can a fun I, can party. I, before,
2: before I leave, can I throw in a- um... Leave? This is your house. <gasps> um can I throw in a hands up for Michael Gore? Okay. And say that I think he is amazing slash the amazing um Alfred. Yeah. I think he is fantastic. And I remember being a very young boy watching this film with my brother and cousins. And when he was ill, um and, and, and thingy saying he's not he's not ill, he's dying. Mm. Oh, that was sad. That was yeah, really, man. like, shocking.
1: Uh, I thought he was amazing. Amazing, <laughs> yeah. amazing actor. He's very good. Um, yeah, I, I... Well, this is how we end our superhero series. But um, we will be doing a little bonus episode retrospective on the thing. We've had a bit of time to calm down. We need to figure out when we're going to next record, actually. Um, um, let's just wrap this up, this episode, and then we'll talk about what we're going to do after this series. So, Martin.
0: It's no art. Oh, oh. It's no art. Oh, not convince me otherwise. This is I, we never convince each other anyway.
1: No, we, I don't think anyone's this actually isn't changed a their opinion. argument. The so. argument is, yeah, it's dumb. This is the argument. It's Susan Sontag's last line in her essay, is like her 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 last bit, famously number fifty-eight. The ultimate camp statement, it's good because it's awful. Of course, one can't always say that, only under certain conditions, those which I've tried to sketch in these notes. Yeah. Like, you know, fully, I, I don't fully think this that. is awful, but I think if you're trying to judge it by the by the measures that you want to judge art by, you're divorcing yourself from everything that makes this so fun. That's what Susan Sontag's essay is about. I think, Her essay
0: was about Batman and Robin. No, I, th- I think, you know, you can say, what you're saying is like, I'll put this on at a party or something like, you could have a laugh, with, like, watching with mates, but you're laughing at the film. You're not laughing with the film. You are laughing at the film.
1: But that assumes that they didn't want, it, want... They didn't think this was entertaining, that they were taking it seriously.
0: Yeah, and I get that. And, you know, there's... Every film's got its its ambitions and its goals. But for me, this is just not what I want out of this. Okay, that's fine. So for me, for me, no art. no art, yeah. I mean, like, if I were to go join you on that no art thing, I would say, I would take Joe's
1: perspective, that the toyism of this movie its crassness and its commercialism is what makes it no odd. That's a fairly compelling mm. argument, I would say. But I can't... Like, everything is crass and toyistic and, like, like mass-marketed. That's Everything we've covered in this podcast, basically, is, like, in some way, it's all linked in together. And this stuff is just so, like, deliciously uh, vulgar without being mean-spirited. It's, uh, like, exuberant and extravagant and so entertaining because it doesn't bother to make like sense by the ways in which we would like demand things make sense it's just what it is i i you know i don't love this movie it's really dumb but watching it two days ago i was like i I, this is just really entertaining so it's low art for me it's not even like my favorite of low art we've covered I don't care <laughs> as an ending. This is like exactly what I want. like reading. The best thing about doing this movie is reading the Susan Sontag essay again, which I would truly recommend anyone read. But this, that's everything I wanted to do here. And it was just a delight to, to watch this again and a delight to talk to you boys about it. And Joe?
2: I think this is low art. Yeah, high five. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, swear you it, spent it,
0: the it, last it, hour just talking shit uh, about this film. Like everything's wrong with it.
2: No, uh, uh, well, uh, this is one of the um, delicious things. If George actually let us have our say before <laughs> we started, I would have said I went into this thinking, actually, this is low art because everything that Miss Sontag says, you know, it, it, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It converts what should be serious and profound into art and creativity, but in a way that respects it. And that is the key thing. And I think this film respects what it's doing. It recognizes what the audience uh, wants from it and takes from it, which we do. And I didn't leave this film feeling cheated or annoyed or frustrated. I left this film feeling satisfied and happy and confused and annoyed and intrigued and fascinated, whereas um, Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. That's one. Camp in the way, in in a failed way. I left that film feeling cheated and annoyed and upset and angry, mm-hmm. and I think that is the perfect sample, and I think that is a very 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 good way to end the series.
1: Great. Well, we're ending superhero series. Um, who knows if we'll ever come back to this genre, or these these, me, these mediums for? Maybe this genre and medium, but who's to say? We've had a great time. I really hope you have enjoyed it. Thank you for sticking it out. Um, next week, uh, we're not really sure. We're trying to figure it out. But um, our next proper episode, we're starting a new mini series. It's going to be um, starting with an R. And our first episode is going to be um, one of Joe's favourite movies ever. Joe, mm. what are we going to cover? The first film we're going to talk about is *Phantom*, swinging as far away from *Batman* and *Robin* as possible, into a completely different genre of romance. Um, we're going to talk about *Phantom Thread*. Daniel day Um Until that time, go with. I'm I'm not doing it again. Until that time, it's goodbye from me, George. It's goodbye from Martin. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Joseph. Thanks for listening, guys.